Hello and welcome to the Winning a Business podcast. If you're an existing listener, you may have noticed we've taken a break for a few months and you might be expecting series five of Hitting the Wall podcast. We took some time out to focus on the business and it became clear that it was time to refresh things on the podcast with more focus on what winning looks like. Still inspired by my best-selling book, Hitting the Wall, we're going to talk all things winning and what's involved to win at business. In my time as a professional tennis coach, I never once coached a racket or a ball. It was always the player. Business is no different. It's a game, one you can win or lose. Our episodes will focus on what's involved in playing the game of business effectively, and most importantly, how to win. Each episode will be a conversation with me, alongside my co-host and producer, Shirley Heron, an experienced owner and coach herself. From buying psychology to overcoming internal barriers to marketing and building your team, we'll aim to cover all aspects of what's involved to play the game to the best of your ability. So sit back and listen to these short, sharp, punchy episodes. And please let us know what you think and what topics you'd like us to cover. Hello and welcome back to another episode. Shirley, um, you're here again with me, which is good. You can't get rid of me, can I you? I wouldn't <laughs> want to do these on my own. I don't think they'd be anywhere near as good. It's nice to have a, a different voice. How have you been? Yes, fine, thank you. Good, good, good. Excellent. Um, so, some interesting stuff that's come up this week, and it's around this principle of removing friction. Okay. So... Um, you, you, we were talking off air actually before we started recording, and I, I, you were telling a story about, and I, I don't know what it stands for, but IVR lines. Right. Okay. Can you just explain what that is and just kind of retell the story about sure. the number of pleases? Yep. So, well, IVR stands for interactive voice recognition. Right. Um, and we all know them and love them because if you call up a company and you get an automated line saying, press one for sales press two for accounts that's an ivr line okay in its simplest form um and in in a past life i got thrown into a project where no one knew how to program them and they needed someone to do it and i stupidly put my hand up and said oh okay i'll do it mm. <laughs> and had a crash course on on learning how to to use the system and, and get the stuff programmed um and one of my pet peeves about it having done a little bit of that and i'm by no means an expert is when you get extra words in there that just slow the process down and the example that you're referring to is when you get an ivr line that says please press one for sales please press two for accounts please press and so on because you don't need the please in there every because what when they're recording it they record them as separate lines mm. and whoever's recorded it has forgotten that as a person when we're listening to the ivr line that comes out as one block so you only need to say please once. Um, you know, you just need to say press one for, etc. Yeah. Um, and uh, our lovely sound person here was was explaining another example where um, producer Steve. Producer mean. Steve, yes. yes. Um, where uh, where um, you know they forget the difference between pound and pounds, so you'll get one pounds. Yeah, and it's just That's and so it grates. It, it, yeah, it's it so. Small, but it, but your brain instantly recognises that. Um, or the grammar is slightly incorrect. Like that instead of um, she is, it will say something like she are because they're pulling separate words mm. from a from a bank of, of vocabulary rather than recording individual sentences. Um, so that's what we were talking about um, 
off air, and, off I, air. and, and, I, and I, it's relevant to this kind of topic of friction and, I, and I'll tell you why because if I hear something like that or I, or I see a spelling mistake my brain and it might just be me immediately goes into antitrust mode mm-hmm. because if they can't get that bit right early on yep. okay my, my first point of contact with them then I, my brain starts going well what's doing business with them going to be like what's buying off them going to be like mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I probably shouldn't, but what it's doing is it's putting little micro barriers yep. in place. Okay? It makes you question their attention to detail. Yes, yes. And 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 what where and, and I think attention to detail is important because what attention to detail does is it makes the journey for the customer smooth. Yeah. And as soon as you don't have attention to detail, you have little bumps. Mm-hmm. And those bumps, unlike a bumpy slide, you know, <laughs> at, 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 at the beach at Blackpool. Yeah, we're talking road bumps here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, you're talking road bumps and little um, potholes as mm-hmm. well, because bumps can work both ways, if you like. And you end up with friction. It mm-hmm. slows you down. And it slows down um, the, the uh, ability, if you like, for your customer to do business with you. Yeah. And I... Um, I experienced this recently and I thought it would be an interesting story to tell and, and topic to talk about. Really simple thing. It's something that most of us, in fact, I would say all of us do every year at least once. And if you're not, then, okay, well, we'll leave it there. And, <laughs> it's, and it's insurance. Yeah. So our home insurance quote came through and we looked at the front page uh, or other, Kay looked at the front page and went, oh, it's fifty pounds cheaper than last year. And I went, brilliant. And she looked at me and I said, okay, I'll go and get a couple of other quotes because <laughs> I'm married to an accountant, so these things are important. We need to we need to check. So off I went. Probably waited a couple of days because it's a boring job and it involves detail. But I said I'd do it. So I get online and. The first thing I have to do is fill out a form and individually list all the items of value that we have in the house. Now, we don't have a lot of items of value. It's all rel- relative. Mm-hmm. I've got a, a, a couple of signed um, photos, Muhammad Ali and Pele, that are very, they're certainly valuable to me. They're worth a bit. Mm-hmm. four or five grand type thing not not a huge amount of money some of Kay's jewellery I'm not really a watch person could go through my trainer collection I suppose but I don't <laughs> think anything's worth individually more than that sort of stuff um, and then it came to golf clubs but they wanted every club identified individually so I couldn't say a set of golf clubs I had to say a set of lions a driver my three wood because they're all worth a few hundred quid each and then mm. there's the bag and you have to list it all out. And at this point, and you know what I'm like, <laughs> I'm starting to throw my mouse around the, the office. And what they've done, and I, and I do appreciate on one level that it needs to be done mm-hmm. because they need to know what they're, what they're insuring, what they're covering. But all it did was put barriers in the way. And, and I looked at the work involved and the sort of 25 minutes I'd already spent getting a third of the way down the page and thinking, yeah, I've got another hour on this maybe. And I'm looking at the quote, which is, by the way, 50 quid cheaper than it was last year. 
and I just close the browser. Because what my current insurers have done, our current insurers have done, is they've made it really, really easy to make the decision to continue with them. Mm -hmm. They have removed all friction. Big, bold letters. If you'd like to continue with us, you don't need to do anything. anything. Yeah. We will reduce your direct debit payment accordingly so it matches the new sum. Mm -hmm. Something like that. So hang on a minute. I can stay with you. You're making it cheaper and I don't need to do anything. Mm -hmm. Or I can spend an hour and a half winding myself up <laughs> <laughs> trying to work out how much I paid for Kay's engagement ring. <laughs> you, you, yeah. You know? Yeah. And finding receipts and have we got insurance certificates and all this sort of mm -hmm. rubbish and taking photos and stuff. That was it. They needed photos of everything. Mm -hmm. And and I just I just got to a point where this is just too much like hard work. Yeah. And I'm not interested in hard work. Okay? Um not when it it doesn't benefit me directly anyway. I'm, yeah. I'm a pretty pretty lazy and I'm busy. I'm busy. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think that's the key thing. I'm busy. Um, I don't know what I'm busy doing, but I'm busy. <laughs> I always seem to be busy. And so, yeah, I just thought it was this re really interesting concept of th th this this insurance company, and it'd be fair to not name them, obviously. Um, no, do you know what? Insurance companies get a lot of bad press. It was, it was Admiral. Ad mm -hmm. Admiral. And they were admirable, <laughs> in fairness. They just made doing, continuing to do business with them really easy. Mm. Took away all the friction. All of it. And it just got me thinking, are we in our businesses, are those, you know, people listening to this, how many bumps and lumps and potholes, how uneven is the journey that you're, that you're creating for your clients, customers, whatever it is, to mm -hmm. do business with you? Are you, are you in your cleverness to... Um, astound them actually making uh, putting barriers in the way and creating friction mm -hmm. now we've spoken a bit in the past about you know your background in e-commerce in, in, re yeah. in retail one of the whether you like love them or hate them the gold standard now in fact it's not even the gold standard it's the standard is Amazon one click yep yeah. they patented that process there's no friction. Yeah. I, I, don't, I have to get my card out of my wallet. I, I just slide my finger and my face ID is already there. Yeah. If I remember to smile. Do you, are you, are you, am I the only person who does that? I don't tend to use the app very often. I usually do it on a browser. But either way, it's very easy. And I, I have, when I have used the app, it is literally click to buy. And Thank you very it. much for your order. It will arrive tomorrow. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. To the point where, you know, it, it's literally, I, I can't be alone in this, where, um, like yesterday, I was looking, I was going to buy some little felt pads. My, um, no jokes about this, please, but my headboard is metal. And every time I turn over in bed or get up or do anything, even if I pull the covers over me, the headboard bangs against my wall and goes, tong, and it wakes me up in the middle of the night. So for about a year and a half, I've had two nappies rolled up. <laughs> And stuck behind the posts of the headboard. And Brilliant. it occurred to me yesterday that I probably should do something about this. And uh, I thought, 
I'm going to get some of those felt pads that normally go on the bottom of your chairs, Perfect. right? Yeah. I'm going to stick them to the wall behind the headboard because the headboard is very expensive, so I don't want to stick them to the actual headboard. Okay. If I stick them to my wall, I know it's going to pull the paint off when I eventually remove them. I'll go on Amazon. That was my first thought. I'll go on Amazon. Mm. And then about 10 minutes later, I thought I, had, I hadn't actually gone and ordered it because I was busy in the middle of doing something else. And I thought, when I finish this, I'll do that. And as I was thinking, I was like, B&Q's half a mile down the road. And I could have the felt pads today. They must sell them. And I actually did go to B&Q and I got them and they were stuck on my wall. But 99.9% .9 of the time, I just go, I'll have one of them off Amazon. Amazon comes nearly every day to my house. And my neighbour <laughs> is basically my personal parcel <laughs> post office for me. Um, you know, it's just so easy to order from them that it becomes not even a thought process yeah. it's not even a where should i get this from it's just amazon will have it amazon will have it get it off there if i pay a bit extra oh well i've saved myself the petrol from going to try and find it and the stress or time in trying to find who else sells it or just buy it from amazon and it, it's it's i think it's, it's a fascinating subject because i think i i think a lot of businesses or, or business owners uh spend quite a lot of time, certainly the ones that we do, thinking mm -hmm. about that journey. We've got at least one person we work with who specialises in how do we build the journey. Yep. Like. But there's there's an argument that, that says that you can get to a point where you're kind of almost being over clever. Mm -hmm. So w w we've got a couple of clients and they've got a nice business, it's reasonably new, nice business, and they, they want to filter out time wasters and i get that and, I, and that's mm -hmm. where friction can be good but i think yeah. you've got to apply it at the right point mm -hmm. in the process before you buy from them they had i think it was a 32 point questionnaire that you had to fill out and it needed thought wow okay this is before you have bought from them now there's an argument that says Fine, because the people who fill it out are mm -hmm. going to be your customer. There's an argument that says, I just can't be bothered, mm -hmm. so I'm never going to become their customer because it's just too much like hard work. Yeah. And we, we experimented with it and got them to send the, the, the questionnaire out after the deposit had been paid. And they'd been really clear about, you pay the deposit, we then send you this questionnaire because we want to dig deeper into understanding exactly what it is you want from our service and then we can help you in the best way. And that helped, but they did have some people go, mm, actually, I can't be bothered to do that. I'll go somewhere else. Well, they don't ask me these questions. Mm -hmm. Now, even though they know by asking that questionnaire, they're going to deliver a better product than people who don't. Mm -hmm. Bear in mind, people are lazy. They don't yeah. want the friction. So in the end, what they now do is they've gone from taking the deposit starting and then doing a consult and during that consult they ask the questions okay all right now i've managed to strip it back to about 11 questions instead of 33 <laughs> because they were just being overly clever and it then becomes a really useful conversation where they get the client very engaged very excited and bought into the project and it's changed everything changed everything for them the principle of asking the questions is the right one. But mm. where 
in the journey do you ask the questions are you asking too many how are you asking the questions i think all these things yeah. become um really important we, we we've just put together a questionnaire and it's just yes no answers mm-hmm. because i don't want people to have to think yeah if i have to get people to think they're not going to do it so my, my question i mean have you got i mean you, you've talked about the, the voice over phone thing mm-hmm. but have you got other examples that might get people thinking about wow actually you know what i'm just putting barriers in the way here yeah i mean it's well known that if you have more than three clicks to get anywhere on your website people will not buy mm-hmm. the more clicks that you have even even the difference between one click and three clicks there is a noticeable um degradation of sales um but certainly three seems to be fairly well proven as the maximum number that people will reasonably justify before they go, this is too difficult, it's too hard, it's too time consuming. And the drop off is quite extensive. So if you've got a website, and most companies do, can people get to everything that they need to get to on your website in less than three clicks? Would be a question that I would ask. No. (laughs) (laughs) Although in fairness, I think the pertinent pages on some of the pages that we want to send people to, we'll send them directly to that page. Mm -hmm. So I suppose that's an example, isn't it? Because there's no clicks other than the one from the email. We just take them straight there. And it's not always possible to do everything in less than three clicks, right? So the, the reason I'm raising it is because can you? You know, yeah. coming back to questions, can you get people to the the most important pages, wherever it is that you want them to go, whether it's a sales page or, I don't know, a sign-up page or something like that, can they get there in less than three clicks? Ideally, no clicks, it's on your homepage, or one click through from mm. an intro page, something like that. You know, classic is landing pages. People see an advert on social media, click here, it takes you straight to the buy page. Yeah, sure. So that's your kind of gold standard. But can you can you look and as many places as possible get people to where you want them to be in less than three clicks? And if it is more than three clicks... How can you remove a step? Can you remove a step? Yeah. And if you can't, you need to have a really good use case for making it more than three clicks. I, I went to get... Um, we were driving home, I can't remember where it was, and we charged the car at our local... BP station, and I popped in probably for chocolate. Mm-hmm. I've just said that on air, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, um, probably for chocolate. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, do you know what it was? It was during the power cuts, so we went to get some uh, food that we could eat, um, and I went, "Oh, me big me, we can just get some stuff we can microwave." And Kay just looked at me. <laughs> that's not going to work, is it? Um, so we, yeah, we just went to get some deli stuff that we mm. could we could take next door, <laughs> basically, and, and, and eat together. And there was a bit of a queue, um, not a long queue, but two or three people. A queue for me is friction. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't want a queue. I just want to. I want a one click. Mm-hmm. I just want to take my stuff and walk out. Uh, and actually, there are. I mean, Marks and Spencer's are trialing their mm-hmm. new app now, where you actually just scan the stuff yourself and just walk out. Yeah. There's no. There's no checkout. I love that idea. I know where I'll be shopping in the future. So uh, I'm in this BP station, which ironically has got an MS little food hall in it and I'm I'm queuing and but they've got a big screen up at the till that you can see and it's got all the 
traffic information in the area and it's quite a pretty map and it's got weather coming in and there's little bits of news and I'm just sort of watching this TV screen like that and next thing I know I'm at the front of the queue mm-hmm. I'm paying and I just I thought you know in the context of this I thought, actually that's quite smart they're aware that queuing is friction mm-hmm. they may not call it friction but you know whatever you, yep. know, you know but they've done something to distract me mm-hmm. by entertaining me during that process yeah and it got me thinking about um, this. Sounds like a completely tangential thing, but I, my, most people listening to this know I'm a big QPR fan, and I got my godson a, um, a season ticket for Christmas, half season ticket for Christmas, because he's decided he wanted to come back. And I'm like, this is this is good. This is <laughs> really, uh, <laughs> so encourage him. him. I know, I know. There's now two of us. Before all those jokes come in, I'll get it in myself early. So. Um, I rang the box office because I wanted to know whether the season ticket would be sent directly to him or to me. And I just figured I'll, I'll ring them. And normally the box office are really good at answering the phone quite quickly. I don't mind. And I, and I so I rang them. And there was instantly, there was this, uh, we're pretty busy at the moment. Um, we won't keep you very long. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm bracing myself for Enya. Okay, I'm, getting, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for Enya, followed by a bit of wham. Okay, sucking it up, taking one for the team or, you know, for my godson anyway. (laughs) And the voice of our key striker, Charlie Austin, comes on the phone with a message saying, hey, it's Charlie Austin here. Thanks for ringing the box office. Uh, It's been really good fun playing this season. I hope you've been coming in and supporting. Um, We won't keep you for much longer. Um, See you at the ground soon. Followed by Ilias Chair. Followed by Uncle Albert. Followed by Les Ferdinand, followed by Mark Warburton. And player after player after player has recorded these messages to the fans waiting on the phone. My football club recognises that waiting on the phone is a really painful, boring thing to do and nobody needs more Enya in their Mm. life. And so they've made it entertaining. Mm. So they're aware that there's friction. Again, they probably won't use that term, but they've done something to distract me. Mm-hmm. Is it better than the TV screen? And I'm just sitting there going, oh, it's Charlie Austin mm-hmm. on the phone to me. It's not really, he's not to me. He doesn't know I'm on the phone. But it's entertaining because it's real. They understand me as a customer. Mm. They understand what will pique my interest. Um, I appreciate when it got around to Charlie again. I was like, well, I've already heard this now, so mm-hmm. <laughs> let's move on. But it, I just thought it was a really interesting way of, even if you know, I guess that's the next stage, even if you know that there are things in your business, like more than three clicks on the mm-hmm. website, what can you do to mitigate it? What yeah. can you do to make that that part of the journey so entertaining because you understand how your customer thinks that the fact that there are little bumps there Mm-hmm. And little wrinkles that might slow the process down makes it entertaining. Yeah. And I think this fits so neatly into what we were talking about last week in terms of question storming. Mm. This is a this is a perfect example of being a being able to remove friction or at least entertain people so that the friction's less noticeable. How just sit down, just start asking questions. How could we Remove bumps. Where do people get stuck? Why do they get stuck? Yeah. What can we do? What's what's going to be different? What are our competitors doing? What can we do to make ourselves different from them? How do we stand out? Yeah. All of those things can bring up some really interesting solutions to 
the friction, whether it is on your website, on a phone line, renewals, you know, I, I mean, the, the most obvious renewal is, and I'll give you an example, is I bought a water softener um, a little more than a year ago, and it came with a year's worth of salt blocks. Mm. Have I had an email, a phone call, any kind of contact from that company saying, you bought a water softener from us 11 months ago. Would you like to order your next year's worth of blocks? Nope. So uh, where am I going to get the blocks from? And you know, the irony is... That would be such an easy sale. It's, it's, not, even, it's not even a sale. Because you're going to buy them. Yeah. And if you don't buy them from him... Them. Them. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is, you see. Um who once told me, oh, I don't need a business coach. I do everything really, really well. Mm -hmm. Renewal emails, it appears. Um, should we edit that bit out? No, we won't. Um, so, <laughs> but it, it, there's an irony that it's not even selling. It's just reminding it's people to buy. Yeah. Because you're going to buy them, aren't you? And you're just going to buy them off the person that... Makes it the easiest it for easy. you. Because you have to buy them, otherwise what's the point? I guarantee that if I had had contact <clears throat> saying, would you like to buy another 12 months worth of salt blocks? I would have said, yes, thanks very much, deliver them tomorrow. Yes. And I wouldn't have looked around, because I don't know where sells these blocks. They're a specific size, so I'm going to have to do some research, which creates friction. I don't right. have time to do that. Yeah. I don't know whether they're going to be cheaper. And if somebody just says, we know what water softener you've got we know what size of block you need we can give you six months worth or 12 months worth and we'll deliver them to your door for x price i'd have gone thank you very much because yeah. actually as long as the price is reasonable you don't really care because i wouldn't have even it. spent the time working out whether it was a reasonable price or not because i don't have time to do that yeah. i'm just confident that they know exactly what i need and they'll deliver it great thank you very much that's an that's a problem that's been solved for another year what? Yeah, so true. So you're missing. So my question then, just because I'm using that as an example, not to pick on that company, but to highlight to other companies of what are you missing? Yes. The obvious stuff. Are you answering the phone? We talked about that. Are Are you getting back to people who take the time to email you? Do you follow up? Yeah. Do you? How many people have? been in contact with somebody, a customer who's bought something from you in the last year, unless it's people like you, you're a bit, a bit different because you're a constant I, contact. I'd be a little bit worried. <laughs> yeah. But, but for those of us, you know, our clients out there who have had their carpets cleaned in the last year, who've had some, I don't know, email management offers or who've bought dog treats or had some service offers in the last year and are no longer using us, how many of those have you, as a company, gone out and dropped a phone call, an email, a text? Yes. Not to go, bye, 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 but just to say, hey, is everything okay? How's it going? Is there anything we can do to help you? Because I guarantee there will be sales from that. Well, we've, we've got one company, and I, I know at least one of them listens to this. <laughs> so we have an audience of one, which is good, <laughs> at least no, more than that. But... Um, yeah, I mean, they they run their business, uh, sorry, they, they, a core part of their business is something they call the anniversary letter. So on mm -hmm. the anniversary of the service that they provided a year ago, about a month, six weeks beforehand, they just send a letter with a really nice offer. Yep. And it gets a huge 
return because yeah. they make it really simple by just saying, just give us a call and they answer the phone mm-hmm. and we'll book you in. Yeah. And it, they just make it as painless as possible. Now they could probably make it even more frictionless, mm-hmm. but it's a business where they need to turn up so they need to find a time. So that conversation is the easiest way to mm-hmm. do that at, at the moment. But they've thought about it. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a simple little thing because getting previous customers to buy from you is far cheaper yeah far cheaper and easier and easier than getting new customers to buy from you mm-hmm. and we spend so much time and energy focused on finding new customers and figuring out new and fancy ways of getting them to buy from us mm-hmm. whereas just go and get existing customers to buy from you more often and it is shocking how few companies do this I, like probably millions of other people, every year will buy my mum a bunch of flowers for Mother's Day. Every year, without fail. Mm. And we know what date Mother's Day falls on. Funny that. Not exactly the same date every year, but we know what Mm. date it is Mm. going to be. How many companies contacted me in the two, three weeks before Mother's Day and said, you've bought some flowers from us before. Would you like to send a bunch this year? Zero. None. Zero. And I send my mum a bunch of flowers every year. None of them, not a single one. I even bought my mum, as part of her Christmas present this year, a, a three-month subscription for a bunch of flowers to be delivered every day, every every month. So she had one at Christmas, one in January, one in February. Yeah. Did that company contact me and say, Mother's Day's coming up? No. It's blindingly obvious. Bonkers. It's bonkers. It is, it is, it's, it's literally crazy. throwing money away. It is. You have a customer who's already bought at least three times off you. Mother's Day's coming up the very next month after your bunch, mm. your last bunch in that three-month subscription finishes. Would you like to extend your subscription by a month? And, and here's the thing. I Would do, you like to upgrade it because it's Mother's Day? And, and go up a bunch, yeah. I, I, and actually, it's, it's interesting that because I do know of a company down in Brighton mm. that actually do this really, really well. Mm. They're, they're, they're a, a florist. And um, when you buy flowers from them, they just say, are you like, is this for a special occasion? You say, oh, mum's birthday, whatever it is, uh, our wedding anniversary. Okay, that's fine. Would you like us to remind you to book the flowers next year? Next year? Yes. Are there any other occasions that you like us to remind you mm. to do the same? Okay, yeah. So they've gone from a, a purchase of one to six or seven purchases a year. Mm. All they do is send a text. Yeah. It's your anniversary in ten days. Shall we send you? Shall we send flowers out? Is your address the same? Just reply yes, yes, no. You know, accordingly. Yeah. Just, yes, yes. Done. They've got my card details. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And I, and and <clears throat> I've stopped using them for some reason. Um, I've got no idea. <laughs> But the principle behind it is, mm. it's so simple, isn't it? Yeah. But I would challenge any company listening, that there has got to be a similar situation. You may not be selling flowers, you might not be, no. you know, I don't know, have an anniversary type situation, but there will be something in your business, even if it is the anniversary of when that customer bought from you previously, but it could be other things, you know, when I'm selling ice skating clothing, I would try and get the birthday of the child yes. who was wearing the clothes. Mm. And I'd try and send out, you don't, you don't always get it, but you try, I try. And 
uh, I'd send out a voucher. Here's twenty percent mm. off. We know, you know, Sarah's birthday's coming up next month. If you're thinking about buying her a new jacket because she's grown, here's twenty. Here's, here's a birthday here's, gift. Here's a birthday gift. Yeah. yeah. And big companies do it really well. Like I got, um, uh, I think it was Joe Browns or something, and you know some of the big companies they'll send you an. Um, you know, if they get your birthday or mm. or whatever, I got one in February. I got his five pounds off. It's your birthday this month. Type card. Some of the big companies do it really well, but there is something like that out there for every company in some format. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Are you doing it? If if you're not, you should be. And if you are, what else could you do? Because there's bound to be more than one point that you can do that. Yeah. Definitely. It's a really good subject, isn't it? Mm. It's a really good subject. So hopefully that's given people food for thought. Uh, do you want to summarise this uh, week's episode? <laughs> it seems to be your well, job recently. It is it? my job yeah. to summarise. Summarise. Remove yeah. friction at every single stage that you possibly can to make it as easy as possible for past and future clients to buy from you. That's it. Brilliant. How many? Keep asking. Where can you do that? How can you make it easier? How can they buy from you? Have they bought from you recently? Have we reminded them? Yes, and and uh, <laughs> if you listen to this from the beginning and you were able to see us, you, <laughs> you, you, you Shirley is obviously doing a uh, a kind of rendition of being in bed, banging her head against her headboard. <laughs> the There's wall. so many things that I know people are going to comment on about why a headboard's <laughs> banging against the wall, but genuinely, it is just to stop it banging when I turn over. I like that. That's funny. Yeah, a good subject, one that we're very passionate about, I think. Is Absolutely. The, is, the, is the answer. Um, see you next week. Yes. Brilliant. Um, as always, if anybody's got anything to comment uh, on, um, or, or ideas, uh, or um, what's the word, examples mm. of ways they're kind of removing friction in their businesses or uh, even simpler than that, just reminding people to do business yeah. with them, then just, just let us know. Yeah, or if you're, stuck, to know. if you're stuck and you're not sure where you could remove friction in your business, leave a message. Yeah, if you're thinking, oh, I don't know, my business is not like that, I think we've made it pretty clear that well, that's a challenge laid down. I think we can Absolutely. probably find something. Lay the gauntlet down. I'm re <laughs> I reckon we can find one for every business. Definitely. Brilliant. So see you next week. Yes. Brilliant. Absolutely. Till then. Thanks, everyone. You've been listening to Winning at Business. We really hoped you enjoyed this episode. And as always, if you have topics you'd like us to cover, get in touch and we'll do our best to make it happen. Don't forget, you can also get your copy of Hitting the Wall, the book that inspired this podcast from Amazon and other retailers. Bye for now until the next episode.